What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome to Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. On today's episode, I'm going to get into the Danny Garcia versus Ivan Radchak fight, as well as Jared Hurd versus Francisco Santana fight. I'm going to also talk about a couple fighters, which is Stephen Fulton Jr., as well as Lorenzo Simpson. So let's get straight into it. So first, I want to get into my notable mentions, which are, for those of you who don't know, are boxers who aren't as known, who aren't as superstars, but are climbing their way to the top in boxing so these are just some fighters that did good this past weekend and i just want to acknowledge them give them a little shine that they may not get on any other platform so one of the fighters i want to talk about is lorenzo simpson he came in he improved his record to seven and zero with five four ko's and he beat antonio luis hernandez another one was Keyshawn williams he improved his record to seven and zero. And as well as Patrick Harris, he improved his record to 19-0. So these three fighters are fighters who did very good um, this past weekend on Showtime Boxing. And another fighter I want to mention, which was Stephen Fulton Jr., who did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. And he improved his record to 18-0 with um, AKO still. And he beat um, Arnold uh k-guy if i said that right and he was undefeated he was 16 and 0 but now he has um now he has a loss so he's 16 and 1 but stephen fulton jr improves and stays undefeated now he's 18 and 0 and now he's he's ready man i feel like he's definitely ready for a title shot he is ready and he's gonna get one i know he's gonna get one and he's gonna represent man and i think he's definitely gonna actually give anybody a run for their money because he has a lot of great skills that can transcend to a champion so now the first fight that i'm going to talk about is the jared hurry versus francisco santana Jared Hurd came into this fight with 23 wins, one loss, and 16 KOs. And he was going against Francisco Santana, who came into this fight with 25 wins, seven losses, and one draw. And he had 12 KOs in his campaign. And this was for the Super Waterweight division, which was the 154-pound division. It was a 12, a 10-round fight, actually. And they did a this fight was a, a interesting fight because this was a fight where Jared Hurd was coming off a loss to Julian Williams, and this is with his new trainer. So now Jared Hurd is supposedly supposed to be a, a better fighter, a new fighter, a fighter who's going to do better in the ring. And in this fight, he did look like a new fighter because he kept the distance. He did not. He did not bang that I thought he would. He did hurt Francisco Santana a couple times in the fight, but like after around like six or seven, the fans started booing because he was just trying to be such a defensive fighter. And I can see how that is a boring fight to fans that came out to see J.R. Hurd do a fantastic work against Francisco Santana and get a KO win, but he didn't. And it went to distance and it just seemed like it was a fight where we expected, I think everybody expected more from Jared Hurd, but he just did his fundamentals. 
he made sure that he wasn't getting caught with more punches because Jared Hurd is a fighter who gets hit with a lot of shots. And he got hit with some good punches in this fight. But he did a much better job defensively, in my opinion. And it, it should work out. I just want him to be a little bit more aggressive as well and do what he needs to do because he can overpower a lot of these fighters. But in this fight, he didn't want to overpower Francisco. And that's what made this fight very interesting and very odd, to say the least. So, Jared Hurd did improve his record now to 24 wins, one loss with 16 KOs. He should. He. I I know that he said that he want to be undisputed before he moves up to 160. And if that's the case, he really needs to start getting back in the mix, which I feel like he will do in 2020. So with that being said, looking forward to what he's gonna gonna do at the rest of this year. Now I want to get into the the biggest fight that happened. The biggest fight that happened this past weekend, which is with Danny Garcia versus Ivan Rancheck. Danny Garcia came into this fight with 35 wins, two losses, and 21 KOs in this campaign. And Ivan Redcheck came into this fight with 23 wins, four losses, and one draw with 18 KOs in his campaign. This fight was in the welterweight division. It was a WBC title eliminator. So that means the winner of this fight was going to have a clear shot at a belt again for Danny Garcia. And I don't know if Ivan Redcheck had the fight for a belt i think he did but if there was a time for them whoever's going to win this fight was going to get a title shot pretty much immediately so this fight was very important denny garcia was a fighter who is known as a very amazing counter puncher and he's and he's known for having a great chin he's a really good philly fighter Definitely give him a lot of respect. His only losses are to Sean Porter and Keith Thurman, who are both great in the top five in the welterweight division. So, understandably, why he lost. So, one thing I would say about Ivan Renchak, I remember him when he fought Tevin Farmer. He's a good fighter. He throws a lot of punches. And he throws sometimes wild punches. But he is a good counter puncher as well. So, it's pretty interesting coming into this fight. People really expected Danny Garcia to win. But... You never know because Julian Williams just lost last week to Jason Rosario. Nobody expected that. So anything can happen in the boxing ring. So when this fight happened, Danny Garcia did a very good job at keeping the distance, but also just displaying great counter punching skills. Like he was definitely catching uh, Ivan Redcheck with, with his right hand and he was catching him very easily he was moving around very well he was throwing nice combinations and he pretty much did that the whole fight when it came to round I want to say when it came to round 8 I felt like Danny Garcia uh, something very odd happened very very odd happened so Danny Garcia got bit on his shoulder by Ivan Redcheck and this was very crazy because last time I've really seen or even heard about getting bit bit one time, it was a time where Floyd had it in this situation. I don't remember what fight it was, but I know he claimed that somebody bit him. But this one was, like, even more evident. And this one was with Ivan or uh, Danny Garcia saying he, he bit him on his shoulder. And he even, Danny Garcia, he, Danny Garcia even mentioned that he said that he said Mike Tyson when he did it. So he said that was odd, but he just laughed it off and kept moving on. And I don't know what to think about it, honestly. I'm going to just say, bro. 
that's all I got about it because I'm like, you know, he was losing and he tried to do anything he could to just make it more entertaining or get make Danny Garcia get out of his comfort zone or his mindset. But Danny Garcia is a pro pro. You know, the pro pros that's in the top 10 is really doing it. They're not going to get fooled by any of that. And he was a former champion. They're not going to get fooled by any of that shenanigans that people do, that boxers may try to do. So in this case, it didn't phase him. Danny Garcia went on to win. So Danny Garcia did a – it was it was kind of a little – I want to say it was a little boring fight. Danny Garcia did say that he, he had to lose 25 pounds in eight weeks. So that's like two months. He had to lose 25 pounds, which is kind of like 12 to 13 pounds per month, which is a lot. So he definitely needs to stay in shape because that probably, he said it affected him and definitely against like the next people he fights, whether it's Earl Spence or Manny Pacquiao, he needs to be in great shape already so he doesn't have to weight drain and make weight and force his body to, to really have to recover for the fight. Danny Garcia now improves his record though to 36 and two. He's a very good fighter. I look forward to what he does in 2020 as well because he's probably going to get a big fight and a, a title fight. So great job for him. Ivan Redcheck. I don't know what he can do, honestly. He's a he's a decent fighter, but he needs to go back to the drawing board and not bite anybody. I mean, he's just point blank, period. And work on his skills a little bit more, but definitely a decent fighter. And... Just just a very, very, I would say a very chill weekend. Nothing spectacular happened. The winners that we expected to win won and no upsets. So that's good. But it was just a very chill weekend. And that's all I pretty much have to say about this week. And this concludes this episode of Salsa Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend if they're boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. And I'm really looking forward to this weekend, which is with Tevin Farmer, Jojo Diaz, uh, Dimitri and Andre is in this thing. So it's going to be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to giving y'all great content. So be on the lookout for that. And God bless.